Welcome to PlayStation Daily. I'm John Blanco, and today I am talking about the state of play Final Fantasy VII Rebirth Edition that just ended minutes ago. I will be honest. I knew I was going to cover this state of play, but I just figured we'd see a little more stuff. I didn't really know what we were going to see. That was as impressive uh, a single game state of play or direct that I've ever seen. That was Rebirth is going to be so much bigger than Remake. And I I know that we knew it was going to be kind of an open world where a remake was more linear. But Rebirth looks like it's just going to be like The Witcher. I mean, it's just huge. Ah, I I really wonder what they're going to do with the uh, the third game. I just really wonder what they're going to do with the third game. I'm crazy. Anyway, let's get into it. Look, I'm not going to explain the whole trailer. I'm not going to explain everything we've seen. You're going to watch the trailer. I'm just going to give my uh, my reactions, my feelings after watching the trailer. So I'm not going to hit on everything we've seen. Um, that would take me an hour. And honestly, I'm not the best one for this. I'm not a Final Fantasy VII know-it-all. I didn't grow up playing this game. I didn't play it until like four or five years ago, whatever it was. Um, I have played Remake and really loved it. And as I've said, I am replaying it a second time. I'm in Chapter 8 right now. Big, big, meaty chapter. Uh, but I'm in Chapter 8 right now. And so I'm really happy that I did decide to replay Remake because I can really... I don't I don't need to use my, my dismal memory of the game to realize how much bigger Rebirth is. Um, this whole uh, state of play was uh, kind of narrated by the producer, the director, the creative director, all three of them. And yes, what they were going over was the whole open world. First of all, lots of characters are coming back. I feel like every single villain from the first game is in this game. So all of our work is undone. <laughs> um, uh, Yuffie is in this game. I have not really experienced Yuffie yet. Um, I don't remember her from the first game, and I did not play the DLC. I'll be playing that probably in a week and a half or so. So I'm really excited for that. Kate Sith, I don't remember all too well from Remake. Um, we have Vincent, who was not in Remake, but I remember him from the first game. He's going to be in this one, too. And uh, yeah, Red 13 looks great. I It just... <laughs> it just looks so good. It's such a great mixture of seeing the things, the people the the animation that you love from remake but then also seeing things that you haven't seen before that you saw maybe in the first game or wasn't in the first game because there's lots a lot of new stuff in here as well um so it was just kind of a trailer that kept tugging you in all sorts of 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 directions so rebirth is going to take place um right after midgar so at the end of the first game you leave midgar this is sort of like your state they described it as stepping into the wilderness for the first time and they showed the whole world map, which I remember, and went through all the regions. So there's a lot more land in this one, right? The first game was, it was like all in Midgar, but like there's multiple different slum areas, but they all kind of felt the same. And you were just always underneath the big steel disc. This game looks like it's going to have much more variety, although several of them look like deserts. 
but there's the grasslands, uh, which they describe as south of Midgar, where you're going to start. Uh, the Junin region, which is a big city area. Uh, Coral region, which, I mean, I freaked out because they were riding segways. And we saw that in the Like a Dragon game that was just released. So I was like, wow, segways are really making a comeback here. I know, I know they're a general thing, but I call them segways. Uh, Coral region is also where the gold saucer is going to be, where there's going to be a lot to do. That's going to be a big hub in this game. It's from the first game. Uh, the Gengaga region, which is Zack's hometown. Now, I don't know much about Zack. I have not played Crisis Core. I do think I will eventually pick up Crisis Core now that I am, as of yesterday, an official owner of Remake and Rebirth. Um, so I might as well get all the games together. <laughs> so we'll do that. Um, Cosmo Canyon region, which is where Red 13 sort of from. Nibel region, which is where Cloud and Tifa are from. And you see the iconic water tower that we saw in memories from the first game and then you can also ride the waves man it's skull and bones uh in the ocean they didn't really talk too much about it but it looks like um you know i i remember i think in the first game you could navigate the waters to sort of go between regions and we'll, we'll see what fast travel and everything is like uh they then spent a lot of time talking about all of the mini games and and the Final Fantasy is kind of famous for mini games and we see a lot of them and a lot of theirs but you saw it in remake there was a lot in Final Fantasy 7 there's going to be a lot of new ones as well uh Chadley is back Chadley is one of the biggest differences between my first remake play and my second going on right now I think I have already unlocked way more with Chadley than I ever did the first time in fact I think I mostly just ignored Chadley the first time like I didn't even know you could I think you can unlock Shiva with him. I need to do the VR game, but like, I didn't even know. <laughs> so, just, I'm doing a lot better, um, should I say. But anyway, Chadley's back in here. And it looked like when you did, when you did enough research for Chadley, it actually unlocked, like they showed like a world map that you see in The Witcher or lots of open world games and little icons popping on it and telling you places to go. Um, there was a... Um, uh, a lot of horizon kind of brought into this game. We saw conversations between the characters where you actually have dialogue choice in remake. Most of the dialogue choice is just one thing or the other. It really isn't even much choice in this game. You, it, it looks just like horizon where it's not only that you're choosing the response, but it's very clear. What is the sweet way to answer? What is the, uh, the mean way to answer? And that's going to affect relationships in this game, something that we didn't get in Remake. So that is extremely exciting. Um, they talked about these proto-relic games, and there was one with like Final Fantasy VII 3D model characters that was just hilarious to see. Tifa turns into a frog. Uh, I think the whole team turned into a frog, but they showed her, and it was, it was, that was great. So there's just going to be a lot of cool stuff to do. I was also really excited about the uh, the jobs, the odd jobs, because they describe these as not just like side quests, but side quest lines. So think in uh, terms of like Ghost of Tsushima, where you're not just doing side quests, but you are following one side line bit by bit by bit by bit. And that's what made Tsushima so good is you kept extending these side stories more and more and understanding how things interacted with the main line. Um, they really talked up how they're going to be very uh, juicy stories with all those side quest lines. Um, also reminds me of The Witcher as well. So that's me. And then one thing they mentioned that was really exciting is 
it sounds like your side quests won't be locked out by the main. So one of the my only complaints about Remake is that you're in a chapter, you get a bunch of side quests, but if you advance the chapter, and sometimes accidentally, you don't get a chance to do those side quests again. You can't come back to that town and do that side quest for that kid because Remake was more interested in telling a story, a cinematic story that you're interacting with and you have some battles with than providing you a world and letting you kind of do as you please. So when you get in these chapters, and I'm in that chapter right now, like chapter eight, just like chapter three, when you're in that chapter, you you want to really pay attention and do all of the side quests you see because this is probably the only chance that you're going to get. And you could miss out on some things if you don't do it. So that's really cool. And they really accentuated that. So that's great. Uh, there is a card game in here if you want even more Witcher comparisons. It's called Queen's Blood. It looks interesting, but who knows? And uh, yeah, it's all about, you know, collecting all the cards in the world. So there was a time in my life where I didn't like Gwent, and I actually advocated that they should just remove it in the remaster. When I replayed the remaster, I wanted to try to do everything. And so I forced myself to get into Gwent because I had to to try to complete all the quests. And I ended up really enjoying Gwent. I will say that Gwent is made to be a little difficult in the beginning. But once you start getting some good cards, you can just roll people. Um, So I'm going to try to do the same thing with Queen's Blood. I'm definitely going to play that. They also said that the game ends when you arrive at the Forgotten Capital. I can't remember that in the storyline of Final Fantasy VII, but listen to a podcast that's more focused on Final Fantasy VII. Uh, uh, Maybe not me. Uh, They talked about PS5. So one of the cool things about Rebirth over Remake is this game is a PS5 exclusive, which I'm sure some Sony executives were nervous about because there's a lot of PS4s out there and a lot of people who still have PS4, but this is the game to really push people to get a PS5. There's tons of stock now, but if they could sell this on the PS4, they would definitely get more sales of the PS4. Rebirth is going to guarantee that PS5s will sell like crazy for the next two years, just single-handedly. So they really hyped up the fast loading speeds of the PS5. Um, that's great. There's 60 frames per second performance mode. There's also a, a graphical mode, but come on, who uses that? I switched to that today and remake just to see something. I wanted to see if there was a reflection on the TV and I would be in the reflection with ray tracing and I wasn't, but my God, it was 30 frames a second. Come on, come on, 60 frames, baby. Let's go. Um, no, the game will be 60 frames per second in performance mode. Another big thing that they went into, um, and I don't know all the details, but the characters all have unique ways to navigate the world. And this is when they highlighted that Barrett can shoot like he he was shooting ice off the walls and Yuffie's swinging around and Tifa's grappling too. I'm not quite sure how you switch between the character you're controlling and if it's quick and easy. Um, I don't even know if you can travel with the whole party, honestly. Part of me thinks you might only be able to travel with two people or something. Um, but yeah, there's going to be areas that you need to use the characters to navigate. Now, I think all of these characters, uh, I mean, most of these characters, right? Barrett, I mean, I don't know. I just assume Barrett and Tifa and Cloud and Aerith are all together at the beginning. Uh, probably Red 13. Um, I don't know if Yuffie comes around later. I don't know. Um, so I don't know how Metroidvania it is where you have to get that character in order to get to that place. But uh, but we'll see. Now, it's going to be very interesting. They talked about the music, 400 new tracks, which is insane. 
but it does help inform you about how big this game is going to be. One of the coolest things is the character bonds. Um, this is where they really showcase that Horizon-style choice. But you maintain relationships with the characters, and you can make them good or you can make them bad. I don't know how yet, but but the more that you bond and you do challenges together, whatever that is, you can improve your level, your party level, with that other character. And it looks like it comes in pairs, but they said that every pair of characters has unique attacks they can do together. And they were showing this skill tree they called the folio. And you can unlock, as you work with other characters, you can unlock basically a skill tree for that pairing of characters. It was very cool. One of the things I saw on there was that like, Cloud can use Aerith's magic to do an attack. I mean, I don't know how you don't play this game and just try to unlock every single skill with every single pairing of characters. I mean, like, this is a this is a game that will be played over a long period of time. It's going to be huge. Um, it just looks fantastic, and I, I love jumping into these open worlds. I really didn't expect that this game was going to be that big open world. I'm trying to think if there's any other games that are coming out. I don't, I'm not really centered on like March like who were the open world games for March let's see here but man there's gonna be rebirth is gonna take a lot is anybody getting screwed over by uh in March as dusk falls but that's a narrative game I'm, I'm excited for that one uh unicorn overlord alone in the dark okay so I guess really it is dragon's dogma 2 and rise of the ronin on the 22nd are the two like big open worldy type games for the PlayStation. I mean, they're going to be affected by this because I think people will be playing Rebirth probably March and April. It, it just seems like that girthy of a game. Um, but it absolutely looks incredible. And at the end, the special announcement was that a demo is available should be right now. And it looks like that'll be a game. You'll be able to continue into Rebirth. Um, it starts at the beginning of Rebirth. Um, there is a segment called a Nibelheim segment, which you can play as Cloud and and as Sephiroth. I don't think you could play it as Sephiroth in the original game. I could be wrong, but you can choose how you play that one. So that's really interesting. And what's really great is the demo is going to get, it sounds like an expansion. They said between now and when Rebirth releases. So I'm just going to guess... In a, in a week or two, you're going to get that expansion. In other words, they don't want you to have all of the demo right away. So they're, I have a feeling that second part is going to be pretty explosive, and they just didn't want people to ruin it right away. Um, so that's really great. I mean, I'm, I wasn't going to play the demo, but it does continue. You'll be able to play right into Rebirth, and so I'm probably going to start it as soon as I finish Remake. And just to get a head start, this game's going to be so big. Might as well get started on it early. Um, just fantastic. They went into some of the PS5 stuff, and that's all great. The adapt adaptive triggers should be a, a, a pretty big addition. Um, fantastic. So I, I, if you can't tell by the way I'm talking, I'm just blown away. I am I'm very excited. I made the decision to play Rebirth on day one and to replay, remake. All of that is great. I, I bought the twin pack. I got remake for free. This is fantastic. Yeah, it's going to make me buy Crisis Core, but no no, no big deal. I'm excited for it. Um, Rebirth is going to have a lot of replayability because of the synergy system. If you don't try to play it so that you maximize every single synergy and you just play the game normal, 
you you can come back and do different synergies and get different skill trees. So it could make the game very replayable for people who don't want to try to do everything. Um, I I wondered at some point if Aerith would. I mean, like, I don't know if you haven't played Final Fantasy VII, but Aerith very famously dies in Final Fantasy VII. Um, she did not die in Remake, um, but there are some scenes which suggest that Aerith will kind of meet her end at some point. Um, I don't think they're going to change that storyline at all. Um, I know that years ago there was ideas that they might change it, but um, that's going to be tough because Aerith is such a great, such a such a good girl. I mean, like... <laughs> such a great character um but it's fantastic that the ps5 is a ps5 exclusive we undo the shackles and the demo is available right now if you're ready to start playing it play it now i uh i posted on threads that uh much like when animal crossing came out on the switch right at the beginning of covid i don't think playstation could be happier that there is the potential that next week Xbox might be announcing that they're going to be more focused on services. They're going to phase out their console and that's going to piss off, you know, I don't know how many, but it's going to piss off a lot of Xbox users um, because, you know, there's always a console war going on, right? There's always a pride in the decision that you made and uh, it shouldn't be that way, but it just is. And there might be a lot of disgruntled Xbox people who maybe would have just stuck it out anyway, who are looking at Rebirth and saying, look, if you're going to get rid of the console and you're going to put all these games on PlayStation, I'm going to go get a PS5 right now and play through Remake and then play Rebirth. And if the timing of their announcement is a week from now, let's say the 13th, they would have 16 days to play through Remake and then play Rebirth. So there are a lot of Xbox people out there. I don't know how many who are going to be buying a PlayStation 5 in next week and playing through this series. And I don't think PlayStation could ask for a better exclusive game to come out in in three weeks than Rebirth. I mean, I said this is their biggest exclusive of the year. Nothing else that comes out will be bigger than this, even even if there's nothing, something we don't know about. Uh, judging by that trailer, this is a, a serious game of the year candidate. Um, what a perfect time, um, for PS5 to attract, um, an, an even bigger audience to their console. Um, but it looks fantastic. The demo is available right now as you're listening to this. Who's playing it? Let me know. PlayStation Daily is your daily podcast for everything Sony PlayStation. Email me topic ideas or feedback for the show at PlayStationDailyPod at gmail.com. We're on threads at PS Daily Pod and now on Facebook at facebook.com slash PS Daily Pod. We're getting close to 100 followers on threads, which is, it sounds small, but threads is still a growing community. And I get more engagement on threads than I ever did on Twitter, even though my um, our uh, Twitter account for the Dads After Dark show, my other podcast, was at 1,700 at one point before I deactivated it. I get more engagement from you guys on threads and I love it. Keep doing it. It's fantastic. And I'm really excited to try to hit 100. Uh, watching threads grow has been fun. And um, yeah, a lot of us have, have had to rebuild our communities. Uh, and I see a lot of people regret, you know, but like 
we've had to do it and we feel good about it and it's good to see. It's good to see we're going to start hitting these milestones. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed today's pod. We'll be back tomorrow. But until next time. PlayStation.